0: Disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy. I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play for the leaves out of autonomy Fuck the real world in my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties a fucking Expression, getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to
1: go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a... Ass- <laughs> Welcome back to another exciting episode of Maniacal Music Musings. What's that? Yeah, we haven't been here for weeks. I know. What the the hell's been happening? I don't know. But we're back now, that's all that matters. I'm your host, Lightning Hopkins. And you're all in for some rude awakenings tonight. My sweet lady, the one I love, who hates me podcasting, she is the sunshine on my shoulders. God willing, I make it through the show, because it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine, but I might not later, I'm just saying. Fancy, if you don't hear from me in a couple days, call the cops, please. Um, Speaking of, though, my co-host, though he got wasted at Flanagan's Ball up on Fairmont Hill, and now he's loyal to no one. He woke up when the cops investigated the disturbances at the Heron House. And as they arrested him, saying, welcome to the occupation. He got out five years later, saying, it's great to be famous for nothing. To his cellmate, he said, Johnny, I hardly knew you, and I'll begin again. Motherfucking Chancy Greif. Hi. Every time. And of course, your musers are back once again. We did take a two-week hiatus, but we need a vacation, people. It's just the way it is. But we decided to bring a guest back with us this time, of course, as well. And I love saying his name because it's almost like a superhero thing here. Bob, the agent, Thompson, music lover and real estate agent supreme is our guest tonight. How's it going, Bob?
2: Welcome. All is well. Been busy. Uh, Looking forward to the podcast tonight.
1: Glad to hear it. We've been looking forward to having you. And... I gotta say, when I said that our guests are in for a rude awakening tonight, I kind of wasn't kidding, because <laughs> we're going to some, we're going to a genre of music we haven't really touched that much so far, well, besides some crappy female versions of the thing, but you know, um, uh, Shanna, shout out to you, but um, other than that, we haven't really gotten into the genres we're going to be talking about tonight that much, so I'm kind of happy we did do this. It's something different, and... Maybe i will attract more people to this show. And then they'll hear me talking and they'll leave about five seconds later. But we'll see. But to start things off right, Bob, why don't you tell them what album you want to bring to this show to have us go listen to.
2: John Denver's Poems, Prayers, and Promises. Sunshine.
3: Almost always. Makes me high if I had a day
2: that I could give you. About as mellow of an album as you can possibly get. One of my all-time personal favorites, it's Something. It's an album that I've loved since I was a child, so it brings back a lot of memories for me. I could have pulled some obscure metal band out of my ass, um, could have pulled some old-school hip-hop or whatever, but this particular album is very, very near and dear to my heart, so I figured it was something a little bit different. I've had this album since it was on freaking 8-track, so there you go.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. That's for damn sure. Because I mean, if you if you said you had since it was on record, that'd be a whole nother story. That'd be like, oh my god, like to <laughs> go back in time to get that. But um, all anyway, right. Well, Chancy, what did you think of Bob's album?
2: Well. <laughs> I can handle it. I'm a big boy.
0: So the thing is is that I didn't have anything ever personal against John Denver. It's just that I remember growing up and, you know, TNN, the Nashville Network, and then TBS, they would always have those commercials with those um, <laughs> those you, you know exactly what I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> the don't talk
2: collections and all of that. Yes.
0: Every single time it started off with fucking sunshine on my shoulder. And every time I heard it, each time I heard it, it was a little bit more and more hatred for John Denver. It's like it's like, I swear
3: to God, if
0: someone just please cluster bomb this man's ranch, I don't know where he lives. <laughs> Although on the bright side, my friend Jordan, shout out to Jordan. If you start singing country roads, he literally—it's it, one of those things where he has to finish the chorus, and he like he doesn't really sing so much as he just screams it. So it's literally just like
3: take me home.
0: <laughs> oh my god! But I mean, those things—you know—they gave me some smiles and whatnot. But outside of that, it was one of those like, all right, I got to be professional. I got to listen to the album. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my due diligence, but uh, the whole time I'm thinking about those fucking commercials <laughs> and how much I hated it growing up.
1: Well, I actually don't recall these commercials at all. I made the YouTube video. You, you
2: yeah, you you would have
1: probably been like five, bro. Oh, that's why, that's why. Yeah, because
2: they had them for, like, Ann Murray and Boxcar Willie and all of those. It was, you know, or the Sounds of the 70s or all of that stuff. It was, I mean, it was, seems like those, that and the K-Tel Record commercials were on every other damn 30 minutes or so.
1: (laughs) Remember those well. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I remember album advertisements, I mean, but just, I can't remember one John Denver, but, well, to, See, when it comes to John Denver, I've always known he existed. I never bothered to go look at him or go listen to his music, but I knew he existed. And correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, and I may be horribly wrong, but does he do that song? Thank God I'm a country boy.
2: Yes, he does.
1: Okay, my brother was obs- was obsessed with that song in middle school, and he used to make my mom put it on the car every time we went anywhere, and he would like sing along with it. He loved the whole beginning of. Throw the flapjacks on the griddle. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, uh, so it brought back memories for that. And I was kind of hoping that song was on the CD, but it wasn't. So, oh well. But, um, th- I, there are definitely a lot of songs in the CD I knew, though. Some of them I didn't know that John Denver did originally. I thought, yeah. we'll get into that more when we get to my top five. And Chancy's gonna be like, oh, you son of a bitch. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I listened to it first thing in the morning on my way to work, and it was, kind of good music drug to work to. I'm not going to lie. It kind of like pepped you up a little bit. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't live in the country per se, but I kind of live in rural areas. So it kind of like, fit. it's fitting. It's fitting. I mean, if if it said suburban roads take me home, then it would be more fitting. But, you know, (laughs) either way, I never lived in no country. But I did enjoy it. And there, there are albums that have been on the show that I definitely have hated more. So and <laughs> I actually like John Never Descendant. Well,
2: that's story. good. I mean, it's a sparse album. It's basically him and the guitar and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But um, I don't know, just something about it, it. For whatever reason, I mean, I actually saw him in concert when I was seven. That was my first concert. So, again, it, it's a combination of just. Again, I'm an old school metalhead. That's what I grew up with. I used to play in heavy metal bands and all of that, but I will always have a love for, for John Denver and some of the stuff, I guess you would say, nostalgic based from my youth that my mother enjoyed that I can remember driving across the country with the eight track player in the, the family truckster van. So it's always going to be that special memory, plus it's it's just mellow. And you know, if I'm in a grumpy mood, some John Dever will calm you down <laughs> real quick. It, truly, truly. Well, all right, Bob, what were your top five songs off the CD? Well, first of all, to me, I, I absolutely love every song on here. Um, if I got to do a top five, it's got to start with probably poems, prayers, and promises. <laughs> Cause Denver wrote it and it's just a, a mellow song, just talking about life and kind of a, it's a good end of the evening kind of go to bed song. um, Without a doubt. Wooden Indian to me, I would love to hear somebody do a ramped up, amped up version of that. I'm kind of surprised that a punk band or nobody ever did a heavier version of that. I mean, it's, and I'm staring at the track list. It's literally in, in one minute, 38 seconds. And to me, I could have just seen it on an early Circle Jerks album or something silly like that would have been fun. Um, I mean, every, everybody likes, obviously, Sunshine on My Shoulders and Take Me Home, Country Roads. I, lo- I prefer Around and Around and Junk, which is actually Paul McCartney. It, he wrote it. Just I like Denver's mellow version of it, and it makes you think of breakups and, and things of that nature. And most of us have been through that at one time or another. Um, and obviously the box, I mean, you know, phenomenal poem. Um, again, I'm kind of surprised that nobody's managed to transition it and put it someplace else. I know at one time there was a bunch of controversy over it because apparently the original writer for that didn't get his due credit when the album came out and they had to go back and make sure that he got his proper credit. But, for me, I guess it really if it's every song, but those are ones that definitely stand out special for me.
1: All right. And uh yeah, so I want to say I think the reason that no one's done wooden Indian since then is probably because of the cultural cancel they would get if they did that nowadays.
2: That is true. Yes, definitely.
1: <laughs> good, good point. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> I saw
0: that. I saw that on the track list and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: john denver
2: causing controversy way after he's dead and gone yeah right like all the
1: like all the best artists out there exactly but chancy what were your top five
0: so uh number five for me was actually the box number four was uh let it be Number three, I, I mean, obviously, number three for me was Wooden Indian because, you know. <laughs> and number two, just for the sake of complaining about it. What's up, Chris?
1: What
0: up? Uh, I, I, I went with Sunshine on my shoulders for two just so I could complain about it some more. <laughs> and then Another number one one's got Oh, yeah, you know, number one's got to be country roads. So that way, if my buddy Jordan listens to it, he can just every time. All you have to do is stay country roads and he will then go for the rest of it. He can't, he just can't help himself. It's the greatest thing in the world to watch.
1: We call that the Cartman syndrome. (laughs) Uh, But, eh, see, top five for this one, I actually had a little trouble picking a five off it to begin with, but. There yeah, let's do it again. And I got my five easy. Number five is my sweet lady. Because I song. It is a good song. Number four was Sunshine of My Shoulders just because it was a nice, mellow, relaxing song. And it was sunny that day, so it worked. <laughs> number number three, of course, was Take Me Home Country Roads. Number two was Let It Be. Who did it first? The Beatles or the Beatles. John? Uh, they did.
0: Yeah, okay. was, yeah. Yeah.
1: I wasn't sure about that because I'm like they're around the same time period, if I'm not mistaken, but I think I don't know John Denver's like story like timeline. This album came out in 76. Oh, okay. Yeah, then they definitely did it first. Yeah. <laughs> but, and number one, of course, was Wooden Indians because of how because <laughs> of how fast the- <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, oh the wrong, the wrong way. you go that way but yeah wouldn't Indian because of the fast beat I I just loved it and I'm thinking the whole time I'm listening to him like he could so not get away with this this, these days it just couldn't do it no and our buddy Chris says Jason and the Scorchers do an amazing Hellbilly style cover of Country Roads I have not heard that I will check
2: that out that's very cool
1: Hell, Billy. that's one genre you don't hear about too much. No. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm surprised Chancey's brought one of those C's on yet. But, personally. In but, time. Um, in time. In time. But, alright. Well, that concludes our portion on John Denver. Now let's talk about Chance a Lot's album, I believe. What album did you bring, Chancey?
0: A document by REM.
3: This one goes out to the one I love.
2: This one goes out to the one I've left behind.
3: A simple prop to occupy my time. This one goes out.
0: I honestly, it was one of the, you know, like I was like John Denver and then the album you picked. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to pick to match up to that. So I went to the good old fashioned shuffle, shuffle roulette. And uh, it's the end of the world came on and I was like, go to album. This is it. I'm going with it. There's like at least two or three songs on here that I absolutely love. And that's good enough for me because I can find two more in that. And I figured I'll either, you know, I'll either win big or lose big with this album. It's a pretty good album either way.
1: <laughs> I agree. Oh, Chris's comment why I'm laughing, but
0: yeah, right. I, I mean I'm not I am not a I'm not a fan of you two, so I totally get it, Chris. For sure.
1: Oh fuck Bono. <laughs> I'll be the first to say that. But as our guest, Bob, what did you think of Chancey's album?
2: I'm not a massive REM fan. I like some of their stuff. I like some of their – I hate to say it, but uh, some of their more obscure college radio stuff. They kind of fit in with like 10,000 Maniacs and some stuff like that. So you can kind of hear that college influence – when they came out, uh, which is again why they're college radio, but that kind of whole, I'm gonna fight the machine and I'm gonna do things different, and you know, when, okay, sure you are, that's that's great, okay. Meanwhile, you're gonna get freaking <laughs> massively rich, and you know, everybody's right. everybody's fighting the machine until they get rich anyway. Um, not a bad album. Uh, there's a few songs on it that I really really like. And not actually so much the quote-unquote singles that were released <laughs> off of it. I mean, er, obviously, the one I love, that's kind of the first thing that pops in your head off that album. And that's a good song. Uh, Welcome to the Occupation. I, I absolutely love it. I mean, but it, it fits that. We're, we're <laughs> <following>. <laughs> <laughs> we have all Fuck these man. big ideas. That was
0: like Michael Vick's house over there for yeah, a second. Yeah, no
2: kidding. Good lord.
0: Oh goodness, that's what. You well, ha- like, that's, that's what happens when you get too dumb. The
2: so there you go. <laughs> God.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it. You know, I, 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 I probably would have hit shuffle again, but I was like, the hell with it. I haven't brought him here yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Figured I might
2: it, get... like I said, it, it's not a bad album. It's got some differences on it. Um, everybody seems to like "Finest Work" song, but it doesn't do a whole lot for me. I just
0: nah, you know, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan either. Yeah, uh,
2: again, I like the more obscure stuff. Um, Odd Fellows Local One Fifty One to me is ju- it's Ten Thousand Maniacs all the way across the board. It's kind of yeah. like that, like the weather. Um, Painted Desert sort of That sound that was quite popular For the time period Again, good lyrics, good song Kind of makes you think a little bit Yeah, And I remember places where You know, as somebody that was An early, I would say an early partier And all of that, it kind of reminds, r- reminds me Of like the cool hangout spots Where people used to kind of do that type of stuff That you thought nobody knew about But clearly, it had been going on In the same spot for generations Right
1: all right, yeah, that makes sense. Personally, REM is one of those bands that if I if I hear a song they did, I may know it, but I mean I, I never would be able to tell you who actually sings it. Like I just don't. <laughs> I, I I can't put names to their. I can't put their name to their songs. And yeah, the freaking dogs just freaking t- took a gash at me <laughs> when they were fighting. But <laughs> fucking asshole dogs. But um, Chris says the Violent Femmes did it. The sound better, but.
2: Yes, I would agree with that, yes. That is is a fact. Yes. As a matter of fact, for me, it's Violent Femmes, not their first album, but the second album, Country Death Song, and and I Hear the Rain, and all of that, just a very underrated, phenomenal album compared to the self-titled, I think.
1: Well, I... Well, I listened to this album on the way home from work today, actually, and I actually enjoy their sound. Like, it's... It's actually a, a CD he brings I can understand all the lyrics to without having to look at them. So that's saying something, that's for damn sure. And I mean, of course I knew a few of the songs because if you grew up in the 90s or you go to any grocery store, you know some of these songs because you're going to hear them constantly. but which I'll get into some of those in a minute, but I mean, I, I overall enjoyed REM. It's that 90s music that like I like if I hear it on a radio station, but I never would actually put on a whole CD usually myself. Like, it's just not my style. You're not going to find a lot of this music in my uh, three thousand, over 3,000 songs and growing Spotify playlists at this point. Like, you're not going to find it. Like, it's just not going to be there. I don't know why. It's just I can't get into it as much. But
2: I think because we got inundated with it so much, you know, there's just certain albums. Like, I haven't sat down and listened to, like, nirvana in forever now i'll probably i would go back and listen to the bleach album because it didn't but certain like the first nirvana the big nirvana album uh pearl jam's first album we just got so much of it on heavy heavy rotation back when it was all radio and your buddies were playing it at parties or whatever you almost kind of just get sick of it and it's like okay it's done it's time so i feel that way with a lot of the more popular rem stuff it's just again if It's on the radio. I'm not going to necessarily turn it off, but it's not ever going to be on the radio because I'm typically on the Sirius or I'm on, you know, Spotify or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, they're overplayed. That's definitely for sure. Yeah. They are overplayed. But these songs, not so much because these are lesser played songs than Nirvana or those bands. So that's, yeah, kind of the good thing. But chancy. Chris is in his next appearance on the show he's bringing the Mother Love Bone record Dude,
0: that's a great album Mother Love Bone, fuck yeah That's
1: a great album I love that album There's a joke there, I'm not going to say it but there's a joke there, just saying uh, (laughs) Chancy, what were your top five there? Uh,
0: For me, number five was uh, Disturbance at Heron House Um, Number four was Exhuman McCarthy uh, three was Strange. Good song. Good uh, for sure. Uh, number two was a nostalgic one because my mom loves this song, so I chose it as uh, the one I love. And number one is oh, it's the first R.E.M. song I've, I've ever heard, which is just the end of the world as we know it.
2: <coughs> yep. That's a good song. It it's a, a good tongue twister.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um, I'll get to that in a minute, but um. What is, what were your top 5 off Chansey CD Bob? Uh my top 5 again number
2: 1 was Welcome to the Occupation which I absolutely love that song. Um number 2 I got to go with the one I love just because I f- felt like it was more important I guess at the time but it, it, it to me it's still a very good song. Um Oddfellows local 151 again reminds me of a little bit of 10,000 Maniacs and it's just got some little bit of deeper meaning to it and, and it's just a cool song um obviously it's the end of the world as we know it would be number four uh strange is number five it's a weird song but i like it i i find it i, I started finding myself listening to it over and over again as i kind of got more and more into it um if i was gonna go with a six one it would be finest work song but i can kind of take it or leave it um, yeah honestly exhuming mccarthy I don't know what it is about that song. I cannot stand that song. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I just, I tried to listen to it over and over again, and I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. It just, you know, rubbed me the wrong way for whatever weird reason. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I could, I could feel that with that song, kind of. Like, it just, I could take it or leave it. It wasn't a song I had to listen to, like, over and over again. But my number five, it's actually funny, because we're a little bit opposite here. My number five was Welcome to the Occupation. Because the first song on the CD didn't throw me, and then like that came on, And I was like, "All right, here we go. That's that. That's more like it." But number four was "Disturbance at the Heron House" because uh, that song was kind of weird. <laughs> I liked how, <laughs> I, I liked how weird it was. But number three was the one I love. I, I love making fun of that song when it comes out on a radio on like a store or something. Like, I, <laughs> I, swear, I swear to God, it sounds like he's always saying like the one I love. Fire! Like I'm like, I, I, I thought it was a power maniac song for a long time, but I don't know. That's just where my mind goes. But number two was "It's the End of the World as We Know It" because it's in so many '90s sitcoms and so many '90s movies. So like it's just one of those songs that's ingrained in your head forever. Like it's just. It was in. I I, I, I immediately thought of the episode of Malcolm in the Middle that it's on. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of other, like, movies from that time period. But – and then number one was Lightning Hopkins because I kind of like that song. That's I a weird immi- song.
2: I mean, it's not bad. It's just different. The little art house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It kind of reminds me of that Queen song, uh, Bring Back That, Leroy Brown. Like, I kind of get that flow to it.
2: Yeah. I can like see I'm
1: that. Gonna, yeah. Like, I just – that's where my mind went with it. I was like, all right, I'm not even a big fan. That's not even like a Queen song I'm really a big, a big fan of, but it's just, that's what made me think of. But, so, I mean, all in all, Chansey, you didn't do bad this week. I enjoyed R.E.M. to some Monica, <laughs> to some Monica here. Fucking dog, I'm bleeding like in three spots now. And I can't, sh- I can't shower for like a day or two because my freaking well got bleached today. And I don't wanna come out, uh I don't wanna come out look it's got chlorine and I don't wanna come out in the shower looking like the freaking shark boy. So <laughs> But I guess it's time now to go to my album, which see, when you brought forth John Denver, uh what can I say? I mean I just I mean, he was like, fuck, who am I gonna match that with? <laughs> like I just couldn't think of anybody <laughs> in my in my in my repertoire that I could match it with. Like I'm just like I don't have anybody that mellow. And a lot of the ones (laughs) I do have, they're that mellow. It's still not the same stuff. Like, it's just, so I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I I do the same thing I always do when I can't can't figure out what to bring. I go to Wikipedia and I see what what genres they're listed under. And I came across Folk, which led me to a list on Wikipedia for Celtic Folk. And then I was like, King Murphy's is on this list. I can do that. I haven't brought Dropkick Murphys on this show yet, and I, I, I brought broadcast out Massachusetts for 60, 70 episodes now. Like, it's a kind of a shame I haven't brought them on yet. So, I decided to go with Dropkick Murphys. It's the album my cousin had in his car when I was up visiting here one week back when I live in New York still, and it got me into Dropkick Murphys hard. Like, that album was freaking amazing. Like, just the way the first song opens up with, like, the school bell and the children yelling and then, like, going right to the guitar. It was just, like, su- it's such a good CD. I mean, there's only really two Dropkick Murphy CDs I really love, and I like the whole CD of. It's this one and the one after it. But other than that, like, the rest of their stuff, like, it's hit or miss. Like, I can't do a whole album off the stuff, but it's too punkish especially in the beginning but this cd hits everything it hits our punk value it hits our punk side it hits their more irish rock side it hits everything like this cd was the big turning point for them i'm pretty sure because it was right after i'm shipping up to boston came out in the previous cd and they were just getting huge and the cd secured their hugeness
2: yeah and they're interesting because they're kind of like the ACDC of that style of music. You kind of know exactly what you're getting from album to album, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just, it is what it is. You, you know, when you're getting dropkick Murphys what you're getting, there is nothing. They're not going to come out of left field with something crazy, but it works, you know? And as you know, obviously I'm a fan. Um, I was always much heavier into I would say minor threat and stuff like that in terms of you know the, the 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 skate punk and stuff like that, but they definitely fit. And they're kind of the ass opposite of John Denver.
1: Oh well, yeah, they, I mean they are the opposite, but they're all but they're what folk eventually became in, yeah. in the late '90s, early 2000s. And I mean, I if I wanted to bring skate punk stuff, I would have brought like some Cottonmouth Kings or something, but because I mean that's that's who I go to for skate punk, but. I just Drunken Murphy's was the best solution I could think of because I didn't want to bring like some completely op, completely opposite band that had nothing to do with John Denver at all. I couldn't relate in any way, like because I was just like, <laughs> I could bring so many bands to this, but he probably wouldn't even like half of them because they're going to be like completely the opposite spectrum of everything here. And yeah, so I mean, I'm happy I could bring them though because listening to the CD in full for the first time in at least six years, seven years. Like, I just, I mean, I don't think I've listened to the CD in full since I used to actually have to put the CD in my car. And like, <laughs> and I mean, that wasn't as long ago as you think it would be, but it was back in at least 2013, 2014. Like, it was at least around then. So, I mean, and then I and every St. Patrick's Day, I used to put the CD on, like, because it was like my St. Patrick's Day like album. But I love it. I love Dr. King Murphy's for this album, and the next one, and this album is just pure gold, in my opinion. But what do you think, Bob, of it? Again, I'm, I'm a fan of them. I like the
2: album. Um, I guess it's interesting because some of it, I guess, as I've gotten older, some of it I can't necessarily relate to as much anymore because I I am at 50. I'm not a 25-year-old, you know, 30-year-old running around losing my mind every weekend or, you know as much as i was back in the day it just doesn't exist anymore so some of the songs have changed and adjusted a little bit um but it's still a great album um i kind of actually it's been a long time since i've listened to this album so i'll begin again really just kind of struck me as that i love that song and i love the the attitude behind it and just the whole you know i've gone through some health challenges lately so it's kind of that Okay, well it's time to get up and kick some ass and do what needs to be done, and that's a that's a cool jam,
1: you know. Exactly. And I mean it's just yeah, and even if you even if you're like I mean, I don't do the stuff they talk about in this album. I never really yeah. did to any degree. Like I wish I grew up in Boston doing that shit, but I never <laughs> did. Like it's just not it's not my style. And so like I can't really like fully relate to any of the songs in the CD. Like, well, okay, that's not true. Some of them I can't relate to because they're not about partying, but the ones about like just the after results of partying, like I just, I never really did that, but I could. It's kind of like almost like a, that's what this life must be like type of thing, like it's, like uh, I mean, you hear Motley Crue talking about freaking hanging out the whiskey and hanging out in the streets of L.A. Like I never did it, but I still love the songs about it. I mean, it's just a thing.
2: Yeah, you kind of living vicariously through it.
1: Exactly. yeah I, I couldn't think of that word. That's the way. That's the way to put it. But chanty. What did you think of Drop Murphy? Because I don't think we've actually ever discussed them on or off this show.
0: No, we have not. Um, I don't know. I kind of felt like it was a combination between, like, half-measured sea shanties, and uh, you know, I, I well, hearing now that you said you said Celtic. Okay, that makes sense now. It's like ha- it's like half-measured sea shanties and like drunken bar songs that I would remember <laughs> all the all my dad's friends at the bar be
1: Like fuck man Okay I think you have, <laughs> I think you I think you are Murphy's confused with Ale Storm, but <laughs> or Tankered old school
2: 80s metal band Tankered I mean, this just
0: kind of, it did, it kind of just reminded me of, of like sea shanties and, and, and bar and beer house songs and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't hate it or anything like that. It was just kind of like one of those things like, well, there's been harder things that I've had to listen
1: to, to get through Jeremy's album. (laughs) You (laughs) lie, but, um. And actually, it's funny, because Tankard came on when I, when, I got, when I got done listening to the Druckenberg Murphys album at work today. Like, Tankard was the next uh, thing that came on, but... That's funny. And uh, right? Chris, Chris says, I mean, the Murphys did write Kiss Me I'm shit face, LOL. Yeah. Which, and there's another song that I thought the Murphys did that I was looking for that album, but then I realized, I realized again, because I knew it years ago, but I realized again that they didn't do it. There's this amazing song called Four Dead Cheerleaders and chance you'd like it but um it's basically <laughs> like, <laughs> it's basically like murphy style and my, my one of my best friends downloaded it in my house back in the late 2000s and it said dropkick murphy's as the artist so i always thought it was them but apparently it's not them it's some other band I never even heard of i don't remember the name of it at this point but for that cheerleaders it's a good song it's it's funny <laughs> if you if you if you hate the cheerleaders in high school because you weren't popular it's a good song but and it's very Drackick Murphy. It's very Druckick Murphy. I mean I mean, it's kind of like God willing in a way, almost. But but all right. Well, I had three honorable mentions for the CD, because how can I not? Like I almost could have pulled the whole pull the Jeremy to the whole CD, but I didn't want to <laughs> because there are a couple songs in the CD I can take or leave. And that like if, I, if they come on, I heard them recently, I'll skip them. But and I I'm sorry, uh Bob, but number eight was I'll begin again. Though I feel like I should have ranked that a little higher. I don't know why, but I just <laughs> there's so many good songs in this fucking CD. I can't help yeah. it. But but I'll begin again with number eight. Seven is loyal to no one because I've known so many people like that in my life that I can relate to that song so much. And there, there always is that uh, Frank Gallagher, every bar you go into, who really is li- literally loyal to no one except himself and his alcohol. And yeah. like, he'll he'll do anything just to get next drink. Number six was famous for nothing. Because that's just, everybody knows people who who are famous for nothing. Like, they're famous for literally doing absolutely nothing. Kardashians! But, um, (laughs) so, yeah, I mean, Famous for Nothing's an amazing song. Number five is God Willing, because I love the freaking chorus in that song. That's a great song. Yeah, when they, like, when they shout, God Willing! Like, it's just like, oof, like, you feel that. And that that has very Punky guitar on it, which I love that. Funk. I love that song for the guitar too. But number four is Fairmont Hill because it's funny because in a lot of these songs, and I'm going to be talking about it a lot, and a lot of these songs are very related to Boston. But oh, and thank you, Chris. Four dead cheerleaders is a band named Dropkick. Okay. Yeah, I, I never I never really heard of them, but I know that song. But but uh. Fairmont Hill is like actually a place in Boston I've been to because I wanted to go there when I moved to Massachusetts just because of this song. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's a neighborhood, but but I mean, it's it's like just the most epic drunken saga like song because like he's partying in Boston, and he wakes up in California. Like, how the <laughs> fuck does that happen in one day? <laughs> like, unless you're that's a good party. Or- Unless you're passed down for like three days straight, you're not waking up in California unless someone threw your ass on a plane. But, and I, I don't know. It's just, and I love the, I love how it's like, old like, almost like old, like, swooner love style songs. Like the way he sings it. Like it's almost like a Sinatra-esque, like singing style in it. I mean, I'm not saying he has Sinatra's voice by any fucking means, but (laughs) still, it's like, it's his singing style. Number two is flagging his ball. Because this is another one of those ones where it relates to Boston immensely. Because each of the gangs they're naming is a street in Boston. So it's a gang from like each of the major streets in Boston, like in the Irish neighborhoods. <laughs> so, and they did used to have like balls like that back in the day where like it, would, it, was, it was a way to try to promote unity, but all would really do is lead to gang fights and stabbings and shit. But you know, they're good ideas, they always have for these things. <laughs> and number one is my favorite. The song I could replay a thousand times when I'm drinking when I was in the city. It's Johnny, I Hardly Knew Ya. Because I, I love that. Because it's that ants go marching, like, made metal. And it's freaking the part in the chorus where he does the, Aru! like, if you think of, like, Nick uh, Richard Nixon on Futurama. Like, just I'm not a crook. <laughs> yeah, like the way, just like the, the way they just do the, like it just makes you think of, like the way they did like Nixon's voice in Futurama, like because <laughs> I saw Futurama before I ever heard Dr. Murphy, so that was the first thing I ever thought of when I heard that song. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <it's> just... <laughs> but I mean, Johnny, I mean, Antico marching in is just one of the best like musical songs ever. And then if you make it metal, it's just like, oh my god, like this is amazing. This is an orgasm. Like,
2: yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it fits.
1: Yeah, it really does. And so those are my top eight for this CD. I could have done more, but I kept saying no, no, because I mean, shattered's a good song. I'm sure some of what you guys are gonna name that I didn't name are good ones too. There's only a couple I really don't like, but or would skip I should say. I I, I like them all, but. But as a guest, Bob, what were your top five?
2: My uh, again, my number one is definitely "I'll Begin Again." Uh, number two, tomorrow's industry. I think it's it fits even today with some of the stuff that goes on. I thought it was really cool, and it again, I had to almost remember the song, and I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, God willing, just a you know, just a good song all the way around. Uh, Johnny, I hardly knew you, Obviously, at four. Uh Flanagan's Ball, just because it's it's just a cool song. I mean, it's not the greatest, it's not the worst. It's just you just enjoy it. You don't you're not overthinking it, you're just enjoying the beat, enjoying the music, and having fun with it. Uh Never Forget would probably be,
1: I would say, number six if I was gonna have an honorable mention. See, never forget is one of those songs I can forget because I just I I just it's one of those songs I could skip and um tomorrow's industry, too. Like that's just like it seems out of place on this CD. It just does. I mean, I like I like the lyrics in it, and I like what they're saying in it, but it just it seems out of place on this CD to
2: me. No, I would agree. I mean, like, it doesn't fit in the track listing the way they've got it and where they've got it. Like, I could have seen them maybe moving it closer to the end or right beside one of the other slower songs. Yeah. Because you kind of come out the gate strong, and then it kind of mellows out a little bit. But I love the lyrics on it, and it's, to me it's just a really good song.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, they're all good songs. That's the problem. They're all good songs, but I mean, just some of them I could leave, and some I could, take and some I always take. But Chancy, I'm dying to hear what we are. And yeah, Chris says Flanagan's Ball, Johnny, and Fairmount Hill are all old Irish pub songs. Yeah, which I'm sure they are. They sound like they are, but oh, well, and all all recorded originally by the Irish Rovers. Oh, huh. I don't know. Well, didn't um,
2: the Sex Pistols did a ver- did a Friggin' in their wiggin' off their uh, essentially their quote unquote second album after they already broken up? They did like a, which is kind of like a Sea Chanties type of song, too.
1: Mm.
2: And matter of fact, I don't even think Johnny sings on the damn thing. I think it's Steve Jones is doing most of the vocals on it when they were trying to scrap together the Great Rock and Roll Swindle
1: album, I think is what it, it's off of. All right. That's interesting. And then, I mean, I, 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 some reason I love c Shanty's Turn Metal. I mean, maybe it's the Assassin's Creed lover in me, but <laughs> I, I mean, Black Flag just made that worse, but because uh, like <laughs> Al- Alstorm is one of my favorite metal bands and they're playing 45 minutes away from me this Friday on, on my birthday, but I can't go see them because we got no one to watch the kids. So, Oops. and I, yeah, it sucks. I, and it's the first time I've ever heard of them performing in near me even. So, but eh, I'm kind of pissed. But oh well, I, there's a lot. There's a lot bigger bands i would love to see first that I haven't seen. So yeah, I'll live. But uh, all right, Chancy, what were your top five songs? Just keep getting interrupted.
0: Uh, for me, number five was the uh, the state of massive two shits.
1: Oh, uh, uh, see, I wanted to put that in mind, but it was just I didn't want to do I didn't want to do another honorable mention.
0: I just, I just put it on there because I wanted to say Massive Two Shits instead of Massachusetts.
1: Well, the way that song goes, it basically is Massive Two Shits.
0: <laughs> right? Right? Uh, number four is uh, Echoes on A Street. Mm. Uh, three is Loyal to, loyal to No One. Uh, two is uh, Flanagan's Ball. And uh, number one is Johnny, I Hardly Knew you.
1: It is a banger song, isn't it? Like, it is.
0: It's a banger.
1: Truly, it is. Like it is. Like it's just. That's. I used to play that and repeat when I was driving around drunk when I was younger, like so often. Like I would just blast that and repeat. Like turn turn the freaking uh, MP, the Apple Shuffle on to repeat for that song, It's let so play over and over again automatically. Like, uh, but I don't know. I. I've, I haven't seen Dropkick Murphys live either, and I, I mean, I really should because they play in Boston constantly. Like <laughs> they're constantly playing somewhere in Boston, but just haven't had the chance. I mean, they, they still play local bars for God's sakes because they're they're Bostonians. Like they they love the town they're from and they worship it, so they always give to their fans. I mean, they yeah. they play they played at Fenway too a bunch of times, like during like the World Series and stuff as well. Like it's just
2: they're
1: one of those bands. It's just. Gotta see him eventually, but well, we actually covered all three albums in almost a record amount of time. But we had three good albums, so there wasn't much uh, jesting between me and Chanti like usual about how horrible the CD was. So
2: (laughs) I'm sorry I've subjected you guys to John Denver, but it had to be done.
1: Honestly, I am not upset. Uh, We we neither am I. We always say in the show, "Fuck country," but. John Denver is not really 100% country so I don't consider him I give
0: John I give John Denver a pass because of the whole him going to congress and giving a speech for the PMRC meeting so yeah he gets a pass he gets a pass in my book
2: and then you figure they had to shove him somewhere because they had not put him in country nobody would have known who he was because by that time right. the singer songwriter stuff had already died out by like 72 73 so his first couple of albums didn't sell. I mean, hell, it's the same reason Kenny Rogers went into the country because he was doing first edition and all of that. And now all that type of stuff had died off. So it's like, okay, well, what else am I going to do? But slide into, you know, they weren't doing traditional country anymore. So they had to fit them in somewhere. And that's how both of those guys kind of, let's be honest, blew up right, wrong, or otherwise, at least John wrote a lot of his own stuff to where Kenny didn't write anything. So that's kind of count for something.
1: And that's why Kenny Rogers went into making chicken, but.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he made some fine roasters back in the day.
1: Oh my God. That makes me think of the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> where, the, where the lights go in Kramer's window and he like is going insane. <laughs> but, uh, but well, Bob, we want to thank you for coming on. It's been a fun show and people get to hear three, hear about three good albums and. People actually get back to us and say, like, how much they, like, learn about music from, like, listening to the show. So, music, th- and that's the point. It's music they never would have thought to listen to beforehand. But by the samples I put in these episodes when they're in podcast form, like, they hear it and they're like, that's not bad. I try to handpick some of the best ones, but, you know, or my personal favorites usually, but uh, still. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: that I think it's awesome. I, I'm always, you know, as a music guy, I'm always trying to find new stuff, you know. Whether it's old or new, and I think it's just important to, you know, at least listen to it long enough to have an opinion about it. Either way, even if you can say that it sucks because you hate it, at least you actually listened to it and didn't just decide you hated it because everybody
1: you knew hated it. You know. See, uh, well, actually, okay. Well, first things first. Chris saw them. Chris saw Dropkick Murphys two years ago. He said they're amazing live. He saw them in Chicago with the Flogging mollies. Yeah, Flogging Mollys. Flogging Mollys, which Flogging Mollys is basically a brother band to uh dr murphy's like they're kind of the yeah music yeah band, right? they always
2: kind of open up for them anyway
1: and kenny actually went country to avoid comparisons to bob segar he said bob, C- so.
0: bob segar see there's, there's, cigar
2: <laughs> i would say that there's definitely some truth in that you know and then again once they gave him the his own album deal it was it you know that's what he was going to do was record the country songs and it i mean obviously it worked You know, the man... There was a couple years in the early 80s where he was king of the world. You know, you couldn't touch him.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everybody knows John Denver's name. It's not something that you ever don't know. Like, it's just... It's who he is. Like, I've heard that name since I was a kid, and I never really knew his music for a long... Except for that one song my brother loved, but... And, of course, I know Take Me Home Country Roads. Who doesn't know that song? But... 'Cause it's in so many T V shows as well. Like uh American Dad's the one that comes to mind because all the immigrants sing it to distract the police so the rest of the immigrants can get away. But Yeah, <laughs> but, and thank God I'm a country boy. They I mean that's in so
2: many yeah. soundtracks, it's not even funny.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it is, it truly is.
2: And, and like the, Chancy but, said, I remember those, you know, those of us that are older remember those the, the albums and the K Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ronnie Millsap too. Good call, Chris. They you know, I remember those albums and the K Tell records and all that. So yeah, like there's certain bands that I think about when I hear that type of stuff. Or turn it up, man. It's Freedom Rock, you know, stuff like that. Right?
1: All of oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, Bob, is there anything you want to promote before we uh close out the show here? Uh, nothing too exciting. Like I said,
2: doing the real estate thing here in Virginia. Um, folks can always reach out to me on the usual socials, you know, Bob, the agent, Facebook, LinkedIn, my crappy website, bobtheagent.com. Um, they're welcome to follow up with, you know, Hey, John Denver sucks, or Hey, I learned something new or send me something. Maybe I haven't heard before I'll look into it. So whatever.
1: Well, there you go. And, not 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 to be confused with Bob the Hydra agent who's Deadpool's best friend. But <laughs> No, not the same. And not Bob the Builder either. <laughs> eh, that's that wouldn't be the worst comparison, I don't think. But No, no. <laughs> but um Chancy, where can they find you in all your quirkiness?
0: Well, I mean, you know, the Book of Faces is a good spot to start. Um TikTok and Instagram is at the Red Eye Roundtable. Uh, twi- Twitter is uh, Red Eye Table. Uh, I can be found here and 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 there. <laughs> a little bit and, everywhere.
1: Um, there you go. And don't forget the Void. But and uh, Chris just sent a like to your page, Bob. Awesome. But, of course, you can find both of us on Facebook as Paranormally Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Podcast S Facebook group. Name change coming soon. There you go, <laughs> Chancy. There you go, Chancy. But, you can also find us on Twitter and the Gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings and on TikTok as at Jugglebastard Podcast. And be sure to check us out this Friday for our Will Smith Jeremy's Birthday Bracket. We're gonna break down 34, I believe, of Will Smith's solo works and his um, duo works from with DJ Jazzy Jeff. So, so you
2: guys are gonna be getting jiggy with
1: it, apparently. I have a feeling that song is not making it past the first round. If I if I, if I if I if I have my fucking ways, I'm making it past the first fucking round. But I'll put put that put that right there. But uh, but we will be talking about how parents just don't understand. You know. Uh, but, well, of course, you know. But. <laughs> You can catch us next Tuesday. We'll be back with another guest next Tuesday. Who it will be will be. I love the rude, sweet, a
3: thigh. Heru, heru. I love the rude, sweet, a thigh. Haroo, haroo. The road is sweet a thigh, a stick in the hand, a drop in the eye, a doleful damn light and cry, Johnny, I hardly knew ya <laughs>